My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.live or by calling 641-741-2308. You may also listen, download, and share with others later on whatinthecell.podbean.com or on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. Now, last week I did part one, and I'm going to continue and try to get through the remainder of my full presentation I've been doing for over 20 years. And mind you, I'm nobody. I am just a victim of all victims who had to sacrifice my first child to learn the truth of the dangers of vaccinations, and that's including today's hoax as well. Um, And that's why I feel, being that they took my presentation off YouTube recently, over 20 years ago, or actually I did in 2012, but Uh, It's been up for a long time, and uh, it's no longer there. So I am doing it here. You can download it, share it, all that great stuff. I'm in the middle of it. I went over the different researchers uh, showing the problems with not only the mercury in vaccinations, but also the MMR, three live viruses all at one time, given between 12 and 15 months of age. Um, The animal viruses, Dr. Martin's research, the microvascular mini strokes, Dr. Andrew Molden's research. Um, And on and on and on. I put all the pieces individually together for you. And as a mommy and as somebody that had to learn, again, through the death of my first child, the truth about the dangers of vaccinations, um, they're all right, all these researchers, but they're also all wrong because nothing in and of itself we have learned as moms on a mission, lions protecting our cubs, Um, is the problem with vaccinations. It's a combination of everything, and I'm going to keep going on. So uh, definitely go back to last week's show. It's already up there. You can download it. You can listen to it, share it with others. Um, We stopped on the ingredients in the the poisons and vaccinations, including the COVID mark. So uh, please go back and, you know, so you can understand how we're putting it all together for you because you know, we're, we're led to believe that all this genetic material and, 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 you know, and witch's brew can be injected into a little baby within three hours of birth, even in vitro now, when they're the, the belly of their mommy still. They're, they're poisoning with a flu shot and all kind of other poisons. Um, but it, you can't combine mercury and formaldehyde and aluminum. I mean, they never did a, a, a study uh, combining mercury with aluminum. I mean, that alone, mercury is a neurotoxin. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of the second highest neurotoxins there are, but then combining it with other heavy, heavy metals, along with the animal viruses and all the other things I covered. So please make sure you go back and hear part one of this presentation, and now we will get into part two. Um, so we're led to believe all this poison can be injected into our baby's bloodstream, the life of the flesh is in the blood with no negative effects. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, I did my own scientific study. I don't know if I covered this last week, but I do cover it. I have covered it um, the last 20 years of doing my presentation. She passed in 1999. That, um, you know, our enemy, again, was defeated by our Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach, a.k.a. Jesus Christ. Yahushua HaMashiach, he defeated the enemy by his blood. So obviously the enemy who was cast out of the heavens with his angels is coming after our blood within three hours of birth. Okay, so the blood is where it's at. It's all about the root of all evil, the love of money. That's their God, unfortunately, and we are exposing them. Hallelujah for our creator. 
Um, and I do want to cover some conflicts of interest that we all have the right to know. That's where I would go in my presentation. That would be the next place that I would go is the conflicts of interest that, again, I had the right to know. You have the right to know. Um, and this is one statement in the presentation I did. I have the minutes from a CDC study group meeting on the Hep B vaccine held in March 97. This is all the way back in 1997. It should be noted the afternoon session of the meeting was chaired by Dr. Robert Shar of Merck, a drug company. Another statement, Professor David Illiman, whose study said fears of a link between the MMR vaccine and autism were unfounded, admitted that he and Dr. Helen Bedford had been given money by drug giant Smith Pine Beecham in past years, Merck's, Merck Sharp and Dome, other pharmaceutical companies. Okay. Other conflicts of interest. Doctors, medical doctors are trained by the drug companies, both throughout medical school and later in their offices. Medical textbooks teach drug prescribing. And all this information is derived from research conducted by the pharmaceutical companies whose only goal is to sell drugs. They own the healthcare system, or we call the sick care system. In this way, they can supervise and design the delivery of their products. If the patients want something other than drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, they must turn to something outside the medical establishment because our physicians represent the pharmaceutical companies. The scandals associated with the drug companies have created fear in the public and doctors do what they are told. Um, when I was a little girl, I went to a family doctor I mentioned last week, I think. Um, medical doctors, pediatricians or vaccine clinics. And they use fear. They told me Casey would die if I didn't vaccinate her. Fear. You're going to die if you don't get chemotherapy radiation. Instead of having power, love, and a sound mind like the Bible tells us to have. We're supposed to be secure with our body's innate ability. And, and, and that's where I'm going in this, you know, this time of my life is teaching people how to fix the damage the vaccines are causing. And we'll get into that towards the end of the presentation. Modern medicine views only short-term reactions, little attention's paid to long-term. Politically, it wouldn't be useful to look for the long-term effects because studies are conducted by the vaccine manufacturers and the government. They both have a vested interest in the pharmaceutical product and commitment to promote the vaccine campaign. They have no reason to reveal vaccine toxicity. The same companies that make and sell these drugs fund their own research. Research and marketing go hand in hand. The desire for profits have shaped the law. Medical schools are funded by the drug companies. Their textbooks are written by the drug companies. So they just have the tools in their toolbox to, like my late husband would say, snip the wire to your blinking oil light instead of putting oil in the engine that we teach people today and fix the problem. Individuals on the advisory committee own patents for vaccines under consideration. The CDC grants conflicts of interest waivers to every member of their advisory committee, and they have no public members. The Bush family have been connected with Eli Lilly since the 1930s. So not only Bush, granddaddy Bush, great grand, all of them have been connected to the company that made the thimerosal, the mercury and vaccinations, the pharmaceutical company. Obama has share in Baxter, that's the pharmaceutical company that was responsible for that whole H1N1 swine flu pandemic they did years ago, kind of like the practice rehearsal for today with the with the COVID. Um, that was kind of a practice run without radiation, we've learned. Anyway, a member of the CDC advisory committee, Dr. Paul Offit, disclosed that he received $350,000 grant money from Merck 
to develop the rotavirus vaccine in which he shares the patent and it was pulled six months after it was licensed because of severe problems. He gets paid to go around the country teaching doctors that vaccines are safe, as Dr. Offit. And I was blessed to be interviewed by a gentleman doing a documentary, and he interviewed me a week after he interviewed Dr. Offit, and he looked at me in the interview, and he said afterwards, he said, you know, it's so obvious you're speaking the truth from a mother's heart, and it was so clear to me that he was lying through his teeth, Paul Offit. He gets paid to go around the country teaching doctors that vaccines are safe, according to the Wall Street Journal. Hmm. A provision protecting the pharmaceutical companies from liability was slipped into our Homeland Security Bill and our BioShield Bill and a couple of other bills. We are the organization that fully funded two rallies in the front of the Capitol and had the provision reversed back in early 2000s. I have the uh, maybe mid-2000s we did that. I can't remember the exact date, but we did two rallies after they tried to basically call us parents terrorists. You know, uh, and our babies were um, that we were terrorists because we knew our vaccine, our babies were vaccine injured and labeled autistic. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Is the cure worse than the disease? Can vaccines cause disease? Are we better off having the infectious diseases than getting the shots? Is it possible we're poisoning our children in the name of health? Congress passed the Immunization Assistance Act in 1965. Many diseases increased because of the vaccinations. Chickenpox, for instance, before the vaccines, we had 6,684 cases. Cases reported three months after the vaccine campaign, 13,515 cases of chickenpox after they introduced the chickenpox vaccination, which is not a deadly disease, by the way. Most of us, I'm 57, they, we had the chickenpox and we have lifetime immunity. You know, Father allows these mild childhood diseases to strengthen our body for adulthood and survival. You want your children to get chickenpox. My unvaccinated children, I gave them chickenpox when they were babies, when they were young, to have that permanent immunity, you know, being that they're not, their blood's not poisoned with the vaccinations, of course, and you can go back and hear my regular story as far as my other two children, um, I had to learn the hardest way with my first child. Measles was 4,056 prior to the vaccine campaign, and then 13,912 after. Mumps, 2,182 prior, 5,196 after. Um, scarlet fever, same thing, 1256, uh, 2296 um, after the vaccine campaign. And this came from a chiropractor's mandatory immunization in you book, um, Robert Sotil, he's a chiropractor. His book came out with these statistics. My next slide came from polio. We're told polio was eradicated because of vaccination. That's the first thing you say, hear from people that are misinformed on, you know, when you mention the vaccines have a problem. What about polio? Anyway, big fat lie, I have learned, we have learned. Cases of polio increased after mass vaccinations. And I showed a chart uh, for five New England states during 1954 and 55, and it literally showed how the cases increased after polio was introduced. It was a live virus and then a killed virus, or vice versa, I think it was that way. But anyway, whatever it was, it was, plus they also, I used to uh, teach that they started calling it a different name, uh, they, they, septic meningitis. So they, the way that the epidemiological studies are funded by the drug companies people, and they can manipulate and turn the studies out to be whatever they pay them to be. They fund 
any study that comes out in JAMA magazine or, you know, the medical journal or whatever that teaches medical doctors, they're all funded by the drug companies, you know, so that's why they get away with it. And of course, they separate all of us parents with different labels like autism and ADD and ADHD and PDD and ABCDEFG and everything else they come up with. Um, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So polio for sure um, was not eradicated by the vaccination. It was because of better sanitation and nutrition way before the introduction of the polio vaccine. And I showed that towards the end of the presentation with a graph. Nearly all cases of polio since 1980 were caused by the oral polio vaccine. And this was in USA Today. The CDC also admits that all cases of polio in the US after 1979 have been caused by the vaccine, not by the disease. The inventor of the vaccine, Jonas Salk himself testified and states that the few cases of polio we now see in the US are the result of using the polio vaccine rather than the result of the disease itself. So totally, totally bogus. Harris Coulter, medical historian and vaccine researcher. He's the author of A Shot in the Dark and Vaccination, Social Violence and Criminality. And in a congressional testimony on vaccines and juvenile onset type 1 diabetes, he states that there was an increase in type 1 diabetes of 300% in the last 15 years. And this was, you know, a while ago, so it's more than that now. I mean, this presentation I'm doing now is probably 10 years old, so 25 years we're talking about. The rubella and mumps component of the vaccine have been implicated in causing type 1 diabetes, Dr. Coulter states. And he also says after Congress signed the Immunization, Assist Immunization Assistance Act, doctors began to encounter a whole new group of neurologically defective four to five-year-olds. Most of these conditions are associated with post-encephalactic syndrome, which again is just swelling of the brain, encephalitis, I have learned. Harris Coulter also states that chronic illnesses in children skyrocketed due to the childhood vaccinations. Specifically, respiratory disease went up 47%, asthma went up 65%, mental and nervous system disorders went up 80%, hyperactivity, behavioral disorders, and drug abuse went up 300%, diseases of the eyes and ears 120%, and even hearing loss went up 129% after the combination of the amount of vaccinations that you can hear again on last week's presentation. Dr. Howard Ernovitz, he also has a PhD degree in microbiology and immunology, and he believes that HIV is a monkey hybrid virus that was in the polio vaccine given to 26 million Americans between 1955 and 61 in the form of a sugar cube. He also discovered that the live oral polio vaccine was contaminated with 26 retroviruses from the African green monkeys, and that is one of the main causes for the huge increase in cancers today, which is almost every other person. I mentioned the retroviruses earlier last week in the presentation. My baby girl had severe levels of these monkey viruses from the polio vaccine in her body. She ended up passing from those poisons I let them put into her, encephalitis, swelling of the brain. Dr. Ernovitz also says that the oral polio vaccine contained SV40, a monkey virus 
which is a cancer-causing virus. And Congressman Dan Burton, I'm pretty sure I mentioned last week, um, and if not, I'll say it again, that the um, monkey viruses, Dr. Martin and his Center for Complex Laboratory, uh, Center for Complex and Laboratory, whatever it is in California, his, his, his laboratory where he tested for the monkey viruses, he was finding SV40, 40 monkey, 40th monkey virus found in cancer tumors from the polio vaccination. So I believe we all have cancer cells in our body. My mother and my grandma, my mother's mom and my dad's mom both died of breast cancer. That's my weak link in the chain of organs, my path of least resistance. I know I have a risk if I didn't take care of myself. So I believe anybody that has a vaccination, they do have these cancer cells injected into them. Um, but the difference is, is your immune system compromise where it's going to form that fibrogen protein tumor wrap that father does, our creator does to protect us, that tumor that they think is the cancer. Um, or is the immune system vibrant and healthy to where it will not form? Because remember, germs don't cause disease. It's the inner condition of you upon exposure. Dr. True and I cover this quite often on the shows. So it's the cellular terrain. So I don't fear getting breast cancer. I'm sure I have this SV40 in me because I was vaccinated as well as all of us. But that's why the importance of doing our 21-day cleanse, and we'll talk about all that more as we continue, um, is not even an option to, to pull out different layers of toxins that we've been injected, eating and breathing and drinking our whole entire life. Now, we all know someone with an autoimmune label because autoimmunity is just a body not distinguishing self from non-self, and it attacks. It's really doing what it's intelligently designed to do by the creator of the universe. It's attacking something foreign in the body. So autoimmune can come out immediately from a vaccine injury, or it can come out late, delayed onset, especially with the autism epidemic. They, there was a lot of cases, they, they called it delayed onset autism. And this is how the drug companies you know, got away with it because um, it didn't show right away, you know, again, with my baby, I, I saw regression, but it was the, the third, you know, the MMR, the MMR, measles, mother bell at 15 months that really pushed her on the overload. So it's, it's, you know, it can come out later in life. In her case, two years. In my dad's case, he ended up passing from an autoimmune disease, disease called ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. So on top of his childhood poisons from vaccinations, he used to get the flu shot every year. And he had a diet on crackers and Mountain Dews, or beer, excuse me, Budweiser's. He was a truck driver. He ended up dying from that autoimmune label. All these are labels. You know, the word autoimmunity didn't exist 40 years ago, 30 years ago, maybe. It's a very new word. Definitely since I've been half my life. I've never heard of autoimmune before. So we all know someone with some autoimmune label the drug companies could keep coming up with. And like my husband used to teach, my late husband, there's one disease repackaged 40,000 different ways, and that's cells malfunctioning because we have 72 plus trillion cells. And when they malfunction, we malfunction. And based on your weak link in the chain of organs, your path of least resistance, the drug companies slap a label on it. And they tell all the medical doctors to prescribe drugs for it. We all know someone with cancer, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, depression, schizophrenia, anxiety disorders, seizures, developmental delays, autism, ADD, ADHD, lupus, multiple sclerosis, 
Montel Williams went public on, our, on one of his shows years ago that his multiple sclerosis started after his hepatitis B vaccine on top of all of his other vaccinations he received as a child. Um, we had a couple of our fellow workers at the time with the autism community, uh, Lynn Redwood and Kelly Reynolds on his show, and they were telling their story of their child on his show, and he... You could see him getting red. I mean, he was really upset. They opened his eyes to realize that it was after his Hep B, uh, hepatitis B vaccination recently that he had, uh, you know, got received the symptoms of multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Crohn's disease, OCD, arthritis, diabetes, ALS, IBS, bipolar, Lyme disease, thyroiditis, endometriosis, and on and on and on. We we can tell you so many different labels they keep coming up with. Um, and, and real fast, I don't know if I said this already, but it's real important. I know I introduced it at the beginning of the show that I did my own clinical study because my son, Corey, was two months younger, 20 months younger than Casey was when she passed away 10 days after her fourth birthday. So he was 20 months younger, two years old. And I saw for two years a fully man-made vaccinated immune system with Casey compared to a fully unvaccinated, God-made, Yahuwah-made immune system. And he'd run a 10, 15 minute fever and kill the same virus she would take a week to kill. The year before she spent a week in the hospital for dehydration when he just ran a 10 minute fever and, 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 and killed off the virus he had caught in the backyard from some duck feces or something. I forgot what it was, but you can see the difference in their immune systems. Nobody's gonna tell me an unvaccinated child is compromised compared to a vaccinated child. And I'm gonna go into some of the charts now. Um, and, and this is so many, you know, unvaccinated people in the world. There's a study on our on our website showing um, the control group study showing the health of unvaccinated compared to vaccinated. But back to my son, I remember when Casey was already, it was too late to save her, unfortunately, at the hospital. But they said, bring your son, bring your son. She's, you know, he, he, it's very contagious what she died from or what she's dying from. And uh they asked me to bring Corey, and I had my brother Shane, who was watching him, bring him to the emergency room. And I remember two nurses asking. They took him back, and they first they said, is he up to date on vaccines? And by this time, I learned from the year before with Casey in the hospital that you don't tell them, no, he's not vaccinated. You just agree with them. Yes, he has all the vaccines he needs. I'm not encouraging you to lie, but if you have to go to them for a trauma situation, just let them think your child's vaccinated or you're vaccinated because... Now they even have laws in, set in, in, uh, in place, the Affordable Care Act was passed, where they have to give it to you if you say, no, you don't have them. They literally have an order that comes out. A nurse whistleblower came out with this. I had it on the website before. Um, they literally have an order. that They will lose their job if they don't give you the vaccine. If you go into a hospital and say you don't have the tetanus shot, for instance, they must give it to you without your consent. This is after the Affordable Care Act, this nurse whistleblower uncovered a couple years ago. Anyway, so back to what I was saying. So Corey, um, they took him back to nurses, took his urine and his blood, and they came back out and they said, not only does he not have Epstein-Barr virus, which Casey had the last five weeks of her life, which came from the monkey viruses, Dr. Martin got me, and the vaccinations, and that led into the secondary infection, bacterial meningitis, which took her life 10 days after her fourth birthday. Corey was literally playing with her the night before I called 911. He was drinking her bottle because she was in a diaper, drinking a bottle to the day she passed away, never said a word. She was a big baby at four years old. Um, he was drinking her bottle the night before as an unvaccinated, perfect immune system from our creator with a child with bacterial meningitis. And he came back with nothing, no mono, no bacterial meningitis. They even told me, I'll never forget it, they said, 
We've never seen purer blood in a little boy, they told me. Pure, P-U-R-E, blood. And my unvaccinated son, they could physically see. Who they think is vaccinated, mind you. Because I told them he has all the vaccines he needs. The life of the flesh is in the blood, scripture says. Again, we can't allow our babies to be poisoned, um, or ourselves for that matter. Okay, vaccines and measles. Outbreaks of measles in vaccinated populations. In 1984, 58% of the people had been vaccinated. In 1985, 99% of the people had been vaccinated for measles. And they came out with measles. 1986, 96%, 1988, 69, 1989, 89%, 1995, 56%. This all came out in the New England Medical uh, Journal of Medicine. Surprised they allowed that, but they did. Just I didn't think anybody would look at it. Now, what happens when you have an immediate reaction with vaccinations? This is huge because, um, you know, our babies don't just wake up dead. Obviously, if you've been listening to this show, you know I'm a very, very, very strong believer in our creator. And he's our master physician. And he just doesn't make mistakes. You can't perfect perfection, okay? He brings these babies into the world, uh, created very divinely in our body. And uh, the the medical doctors, the drug companies teach the medical doctors that baby wake babies wake up with what's called sudden infant death syndrome. SIDS. I don't know. They just woke up dead. And of course, the doctors uh, believe it and they teach the parents and that it's normal that your baby can just wake up dead. So don't put them on their side or their belly or whatever they say. They flip them all around over the years. But anyway, we have learned clearly as lions protecting our cubs, the vaccines are causing death, immediate death. Alan Yurko, years ago, we got him out of prison for being accused of shaking his baby to death. After eight years in prison, we proved the vaccines injured his baby and killed him. We have attorneys that represent these doc, these, uh, these, these, these families that are being accused. I told people in my presentation that if you choose to vaccinate, don't stay away and wait alone with your child afterwards. Because if they die, they're going to blame you for shaking your baby or, or, or just a vaccine death before they blame the vaccinations. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to cover also um, shaken baby syndrome um, because it also, we have attorneys that also represent parents for shaking their baby to death. That was Alan Yurko. I apologize. It wasn't SIDS. It was shaken baby syndrome. They accused him of, and we were able to get him out, um, proving the vaccines killed him. So both shaken baby syndrome and SIDS, them waking up dead, we have learned have come from the vaccinations. Okay, sudden infant death syndrome. Australia made vaccines non-mandatory in the 1970s. 50% of parents opted out of the program and SIDS dropped by 50% that year. Dr. Vera Schreidner, I had the blessing and honor of speaking to her years ago. She uh, was a PhD out of Australia, principal research scientist, created the Cotwatch Breathing Monitor and she told me that the most prominent stressful event in babies studied was after vaccinations. She also said the vaccines did not only prevent any infectious diseases, they caused more suffering than any other human activity in the entire history 
of medical intervention. It will take decades before mopping up after the disasters caused by childhood vaccines. She told me all vaccines should be stopped and all victims compensated. She actually even shared with me um, when I spoke with her, it was right after Casey had passed, and she actually informed me that I could have not called 911 with bacterial meningitis, a trauma situation. I didn't know any better. She wasn't acting right. Um, her eye was going inward, um, and uh, I didn't know what to do, so I had to turn to them in a scared trauma situation, which unfortunately was the biggest mistake of my life. But Dr. Schreiber told me that I could have given her 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C intravenously and reversed bacterial meningitis. So I've learned a lot of stuff. There's going to be, I believe, in the future, a trauma center for our creator because everything they do to snip the wire and to save our life in a trauma situation, there's natural ways of doing that too. Um, <clears throat> so I believe eventually when finances are here, we're going to be able to you know, open uh, something for a trauma center of our creator as well because you know they're just using pharmaceutical toxins to save your life so i you know gary even always taught make sure you come to us afterwards to get all the poisons out of the out of you that they use to save your life antibiotics means against life anti-bio so you know and even the other drugs let me just say this real fast since i'm running good on time right now um you know, antibio, like I said, decongestants, protease inhibitors, beta blockers. They tell us they're working against all the drugs, the type of drugs they tell us. That's how ignorant we are. And these are teachings from my late husband. Um, he was so right. Drug cut, burn, poison symptoms, next. Drug cut, burn, poison symptoms, next. You know, he's so right. And he complimented my presentation after my my message I'm giving to you today is the appetizer kind of setting the stage and taking the blinders out from over our face that medical doctors are God because we worship them. You know, I told her dad I'd never be negligent, not vaccinate my child. We are victims. Every single one of us. If you have an injured child, you are a victim just as much as your child. So um, don't. Be angry with yourself. We have to let it go. We have to learn. We have to, you know, a learning experience and to hopefully be a voice for the voiceless and continue being a voice through this whole COVID hoax because they're targeting, I think, by April, six-month-old babies with a COVID mark. And I'm sure Dr. True will have more information next week. I'll be bringing him back on for definitely um, starting to be COVID. Um, at six months of age, they're going to try to get into new or new babies with all the other vaccinations that I covered last week. Crazy, crazy. They have a national vaccine compensation system, which was funded by a tax on the vaccines, compensates children who have suffered vaccines injuries, and they have over 30 full-time attorneys working against the parents. <laughs> the national vaccine compensation system. Boy, oh boy, I wish I would have known about that. And I bet you do too. The FDA acknowledged, the FDA acknowledged that 90% of doctors do not report vaccine reactions. 90%. This was in a book called Why Am I So Sick? And also Concerned Parents Unfairly Shut Out Congressional Hearings on Vaccines. Um, 
90% of doctors don't even report a vaccine reaction. For instance, if my unvaccinated son went into a pediatrician, which he would never, okay, but if he did, and he had a really bad cough, it would be pertussis because there's a DPT vaccine that could have prevented him from getting it. But if a child with the same exact cough had the DPT vaccine and came in with the exact same cough, it would be called bronchitis. You see the kind of control the drug companies give these medical doctors? And these pediatricians are vaccine clinics. As I mentioned last week, they wouldn't have a job without vaccinations. They are vaccine clinics. That's their bread and butter. So if they acknowledge that the vaccines cause reactions, they would have to point the finger at themselves. And it's not going to happen. And they have full control to report whatever they want to report, however they want to report it. Okay, doctors refuse the rubella vaccine. In one study, 78% of medical doctors refuse to take the rubella vaccine themselves. And then in a, for, that was regular doctors, and then obstetrician, gynecologists, 91% refused. Oh my gosh, I think this was in Neil Z. Miller's book I pulled out, or Mary Toko did, who blessed me with her presentation that I kind of took as my own with Casey. But um, she had this in her old presentation, so I'm pretty sure she pulled it out of Neil's book. And it just clearly shows that 91% of obstetrician gynecologists that work with women who are pregnant, having babies, okay, have refused the rubella vaccine. What do they know that we're not aware of? All right. Did vaccines eradicate diseases? This is the biggest thing that we, you know, are totally one of the biggest lies of the world. There's many I've learned since Casey's passing, but uh, pretty much everything we're told about everything's a lie I've learned, <laughs> except for our creator and his word. That's very much a lie, but that's about the only thing. Um, did vaccines eradicate diseases? Diseases are on their way out. Epidemics have their own lifespan. According to the World Health Statistics annual 73 set through 1976 volume 2 there has been a steady decline of infectious diseases in most developing countries regardless of the percentage of vaccines administered researchers pointed out that infectious diseases disappeared as a result of sanitation improved public water supplies personal hygiene better distribution and increased consumption of fresh fruits and vegetables and of course, that's without pesticides and hormones. Real food from our creator. The leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nation. Vegetables are for the sick, the word says. Not pop a pill for this, pop a pill for that. You don't need tonsils. You don't need a gallbladder as if our creator gave us extra body parts. You need your tonsils. You need your wisdom teeth. My dentist just asked me to take my wisdom teeth out last week. And I'm like, no. <laughs> they're not bothering me. Why? My father would not have given them to me if I didn't need them. They've got to be a reason for them. So boy, has he brought me totally to a new person, i.e. why my name is Rebirth Renee instead of April, a pagan god name. Rebirth. Praise him. From 1850 to 1940, diseases had declined 90% 
and were at an all-time low just when vaccines started to be introduced. In addition, diseases for which there was never a vaccine also declined dramatically. Better sanitation and nutrition. It is a hoax, people. We have been had. We have been mistaught. They have been mistaught because the drug companies fund their schools and write their textbooks. Polio, for instance. There was the killed virus, I was wrong, introduced first in 1955, and then I think in 62 or 63, the live virus was introduced. The chart that I'm showing right now that you can't see, <laughs> polio was already coming down. It started around uh, 1927, it looks like, in on the chart, and it was already coming down because of better sanitation, nutrition, you know, all that, all the way down to 50% decrease. And then of course the killed virus vaccine came out and they claimed the vaccine eradicated polio when it was already coming down. We cleaned up our water, we started you know, eating better and all that great stuff and it eradicated or it went down. But then the drug company saw they can now make it look like their vaccine did it. And I have proof people in my presentation one time, I had a nurse and she stood up when I showed this chart. And she said, I have to tell the audience something. They do show these charts in medical school, but only from the point where the vaccine's introduced and down. So they're only showing half this chart. They're not showing how it was already coming down because of better sanitation and nutrition. And this is why medical doctors think the polio vaccine eradicated polio. And most people, unfortunately. <sighs> Measles, same thing, even worse. Measles isn't a deadly disease. Most of our parents had it. My mom's in her 70s. Most of them had it in that generation. And mumps, rubella, all those are non-deadly diseases unless you have a compromised immune system from the another vaccine or whatever. But generally, if my two unvaccinated children received the measles, they wouldn't die. Their immune system, if they would even break out with anything, um, would be created to do what it's supposed to do to combat the virus or the, vac you know, the, the measles. Um, so again, back to the cellular terrain that me and Dr. True cover very clearly on many shows in the past, which you can access on the whatinthecell.podbean. Dot com URL. Measles was coming down from before 1920. The chart is I'm looking at looks like around 1918, maybe 1718 is when it came out. And it came down all the way. Almost 100% measles was eradicated because of better sanitation and nutrition. And then the measles vaccine was introduced like in the like 97% eradication, maybe eight, 98%, 99%. It's well, low. like it's our, the line's going all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> and then the vaccine's introduced and they're claiming their measles vaccine intro was introduced to eradicate measles. And now, of course, it's a deadly disease. You're going to die if you don't get the vaccine. Fear, 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 fear. You get it? So transparent, praise ya. Pertussis, same thing. The vaccine was coming down. The pertussis death rate decreased more than 75% before the vaccine was introduced. Before. 
mean, even you and I, if we were introduced to, you know, back to measles, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, that's three live viruses all at one time. They're given to a, a year old baby. Even you and I, as even my unvaccinated children, if they were introduced to three live viruses like that, measles, mumps, and rubella, they might would have a little bit of a struggle, uh, you know, being introduced to three things, but probably not, but I'm just saying, you know, they're not deadly diseases. Father allows these chicken pox and these mild diseases to strengthen our body for adulthood and survival. It prevents you from getting cancer in the future. It strengthens your immune system. That's why you want children to get these wild occurring non-deadly diseases, not from someone getting a live virus, a measles vaccine. My, my daughter actually caught measles from one of her friends at school, I remember, who had gotten the MMR vaccine. And uh, she came out, she broke out with some, some, some chicken pox. And of course, because of her perfect immune system, she was the one that not only didn't get blood poisoning, but she also was birthed in my bed. Hallelujah. By that time, I knew my bodies were, my body was designed to have babies and my boobies were designed to feed them. Okay. That's what father gives them to us for. It's the enemy that's uh, did whatever he's done in the world today to make them a sexual thing. It's so not. Our breasts are designed to feed our babies. Breast milk is Yah's vaccine. Okay, you want to give your baby for as long as you can. I nursed my daughter Casey that passed for 20 months. I ordered my daughter, I nursed my daughter Faith Renee, um, 22 months, 24 months, I think 22 months. Um, I mean, she was literally climbing in my lap, unbuttoning my shirt, saying, Movie milk, mommy. <laughs> when she was almost two years old, I'm like, I think it's time to start weaning you. But anyway, as long as you can give them the vaccine from our creator, the breast milk from our creator. And this is contingent to not taking vaccines yourself. Um, you definitely do not want to poison, you know, the tetanus vaccine, all the all the flu shot, all that stuff. And COVID is not even a vaccine. I mean, I, I, like I told on a show pre recently, I, I'm shocked that they're even calling it a vaccine because they're playing in my backyard. This is what I've been doing for, you know, since 1997, even in case he was injured before she died in 99. So my heart and my life has been molded by the creator of the universe to teach people the blood poisoning, the life of the flesh is in the blood, what they're doing to our babies. It's the biggest abomination to our, to our creator is poisoning the blood, his pure blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Anyway, I already said the thing about pertussis. All right, we got about 15 minutes here. Tetanus shot, tetanus vaccine. It is a vaccine. Many people do not know that the tetanus shot. I had a lady call me years ago that I adored that told me she, did. she didn't get a vaccine. She just got the tetanus shot. I'm like, oh, my gosh. First of all, she didn't just get a tetanus shot. It's called diphtheria pertussis and tetanus, DPT. The emergency rooms don't have tetanus shots. They have DPT vaccines that are loaded with all the poisons I covered earlier. So you're getting three diseases with all the poisons I covered earlier. Um, it is poison. Again, you're bypassing our creator's defenses, fever, vomiting, diarrhea, straight to the bloodstream, injecting this stuff and not expecting any negative effect. Dr. Mendelson, that pediatrician that I mentioned earlier that said all vaccines belong in the garbage can. Um, in the People's Doctor newsletter, he states, the number of booster shots is based on guesses and not scientific evidence. 
The tetanus has been progressively weakened over the years to reduce considerable reactions it used to cause. Therefore, it's a good chance today's tetanus vaccine is about effective as tap water. And these are quotes from his uh, book called uh, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor. I used to have them on my table when I did presentations. Great for anyone that has young children and how to take care of them naturally opposed to pharmacologically. Dr. Mendelson also states that there are countless references to neurological disturbances, emotional instability, and many other problems following the tetanus vaccine in scientific literature. And this was in the Journal of Neurology. He states that in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology discussed how the tetanus vaccine caused allergic reactions, which was known as early as 1940, when JAMA recorded it in their journal. He also quoted that the science is inaccurate because nobody knows the true incidence of tetanus in the U.S. and proper wound management can reduce any exposure. Improved hygiene is key to less tetanus. You know, when my daughter sliced her calf with a bag, my, my son was carrying a garbage bag out and she was walking beside him and there was a cut glass or something in there and she got a little, probably a three inch, four inch cut across her calf. And as an unvaccinated, perfect created little girl, um, I had learned you don't rush them to the hospital and get a tetanus shot. You let it bleed, first of all, because that's father's way of purging out the toxins or infections or whatever that can develop. Don't allow your child to bleed to death, of course, but, you know, controlled bleeding, bleeding is actually beneficial. And then just put some pressure on it to stop the bleeding. And then you can, you know, put uh, natural things, collodial silver, grapefruit state extract. There's so many natural disinfectants and and you know, oregano oil. Um, I mean, I could sit here and give you so many different ones I've learned about and then put some butterfly stitches on there. And guess what? Just like a broken arm or a cut in the finger, it healed. She's got a teeny tiny little scar. No big deal. She didn't have to go get butchered by a, a whatever stitches and, and get a tetanus shot. We've been so had people. We've been so misled by pharmacia, the merchants of the world that wax and grow rich. Pharmakia, the book of Revelation, talks about. We've been so deceived. And we still are being deceived in the biggest way possible, people. In the biggest way possible. If you haven't became a victim and you haven't received the COVID jab, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. Go back and listen to me and Dr. True, Brother Brandon, with scripture. Um, it's way more than just a vaccination. This presentation that I'm doing now is something way before COVID. This is something I've been doing for a long time through being a victim. So um, this is the dangers of vaccinations. The COVID is a whole different subject that you need to go back to previous shows to learn what they're really doing with the COVID mark. They are removing the connection to our creator. They're changing your DNA. They're going to turn you into artificial intelligence, metaverse, it's called, with this COVID mark. So you don't want to take it if you haven't. If you had, I just talked to a girl earlier today that's on our cleanse that's taken the first dose, and I'm doing everything I can to help reverse and most importantly praying for her. Um, I personally am not sure if I can do anything, but I can't turn anybody away that wants to write what's wrong. Um, but 
I don't recommend it. I, 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 whatever you do, I mean, they would have to put a bullet between my eyeballs before I let them inject me with a COVID mark. So, listen to past shows. I'm covering my basic presentation now only. So, I've got a couple more slides here, and I am timing this perfectly. Hallelujah. <laughs> I had another 30 sl sl slides to go through in my full presentation. So, I've only got two more here, and it's timing out perfectly. And then, like I said, next week we'll give you updates on what we've missed the last couple of weeks. I just really uh, felt that Father wanted me to get my presentation recorded since they've taken it off of YouTube. At least you can hear all the research and the facts that Mary Toko put together. Um, I thank her and bless her and, and, and ask Yahuwah to protect her and shine his face upon her because she has been a major advocate for children just because of her husband, her, her dad of her children being a chiropractor and having five unvaccinated children as well as grandchildren. And she's just done great work over the years. And she's the one that father used to kick me in the hiney to get over my stuttering and to be a public speaker in honor of my daughter. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So we know not to get the tetanus vaccine, no vaccines. Okay. They're all poison. Breast milk is our creator's vaccine. What should you do if you choose not to vaccinate? I would cover in my presentation. Chiropractic and naturopathic wellness. Hmm. They believe like we teach. Inside out healing. Opposed to outside in healing. That medical doctors are taught by the drug companies. And that's where I said take a pill for that. Take a pill for this. You don't need tonsils. You don't need gallbladder. Outside in healing. Chiropractors believe release the blockages, the, the impingements the, to, the, to the organs, the nerves to the organs, and, you know, release them, especially the upper cervical chiropractors that get your head on straight, the upcspine.com and uh, uh, nuca.org, I believe it is, and ucca.org. Those are the upper cervical certified that go to two extra years of chiropractic school on top of chiropractic. But I'm a big supporter of the inside out healing as well as my late husband, naturopathic, natural, Gary Knoll, everybody inside out healing we teach. Get your cellular terrain strong and nothing can affect you. Your body knows what to do like a broken arm or like a cut in the finger. Full body cellular cleanse. I've been blessed to continue the Joshua of today, the Rafa Yahoo of today. Who's sleeping now, but it's Yah's wisdom. What I do is Yah's wisdom, Yah's healing. Rafa means healing. Brother Jose, Rafa Yahu, is coming on board to help. Hallelujah. To show people who the only one and one only physician is, is the creator of the universe, Yahuwah. Hallelujah. I have his cleanse. 21-day full-body cleanse, cleaning the liver, the, the gallbladder, the lymph, the blood, the colon, everything simultaneously, heavy metal chelator. I use four different companies. We use Dr. True's Minerals. It is amazing. I'm getting ready to do it myself after Pesach, after Passover coming up. Um, the 1st of April to the 11th of April, I will be with brothers and sisters in Tennessee doing Pesach. Hallelujah. One of the three festivals we are to do as priests under the high priest, Yehusha HaMashiach. Uh, Passover is one of those. And um, you can get that information on a support link. An introduction to the Book of the Covenant, opposed to the Book of the Law that we're no longer under. Full Body Cellular Cleanse. Contact us. I'll give you our number at the end so that you can contact us for the Full Body Cellular Cleanse. I just ordered 36 of them in stock. 
hallelujah for the first time. So I have inventory. Um, I just ordered more yesterday. My mom ordered and um, we are keeping ourselves supplied instead of having to have people wait for cleanses since Gary's passing. Finances have not been the way they were. So I've been struggling. But now Father has blessed me. Praise him that I'm able to save the healing part of his ministry. Hallelujah. And help a lot of people get well. We're getting calls for cancer, all kinds of labels. It's crazy. Anyway, clean water, exercise, no pharmaceuticals, a part of living health, healthy, help plant seeds and pass out free, educate before you vaccinate business cards. I mentioned last week, I have 25,000 of them I ordered and we are sending them out packages of a hundred cards about all over the world for free. Been doing it for over 20 years. Plant the seed. God will grow the seed with our website on one side, the ingredients on the back, including the COVID mark. Schedule a presentation so the truth about vaccines can be made public knowledge. I am available for presentations if you'll sponsor and or not sponsor, but uh, promote it um, and uh, lay out this whole presentation. Fear's not in my vocabulary. When Yahoo was with us, who can be against us? Sign up for our confidential email and mailing list. Um, we don't have that right now, but if you email me, I can keep you updated with the list I'm trying to put together through the mail program. Help be the voice for the voices by continuing your education with our merchandise and know how to defend your position. I've always taught if you're uneducated, they will intimidate you. But if you're educated, you will intimidate them. They prey on the misinformed. I wish somebody would have shared this message with me before I chose to blindly hold my baby girl down and allow her to be injected. And all we ask is please learn from our mistake and educate before you vaccinate. Thank you for listening, people. If you're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition and our shows can be accessed later at the whatinthecell.podbean.com or on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And yeah, bless.